What's up, everybody? It's Super Dave back at you again with the PA Political Revolution Podcast. And we back at you again to give you another episode. Hopefully this will be a good, a good fun episode, a good fun, fun and fact episode, right? This is going to be um, the election aftermath and the first edition of the Crash Dummy Chronicles. I know I've been talking about it for a little minute. Kind of put it out there on the uh, PA Politics 3 group and other uh, forums and on my page. Is that, hey, you know, you got some clowns out here. You have some crash dummies out here, have no clue what they're talking about, making up stuff as they go, and just trying to fool you, trying to fool the citizens into believing, into believing whatever their agenda is, right? I'm going to go ahead and expose some of that. I'm going to go ahead and expose some of that and just, just to show you, you know, what what these folks actually are and what they're all about, right? And uh, first, let's go ahead and jump into the District 1 election, right? District 1 election aftermath. Uh, pretty much you had um, a race with Mr. Willard Bay Lewis, veteran in the local politics game, um, part of the lawsuit of the Voting Rights Act that actually changed the way how we as a city are represented in local government, right? Backs when um, whites was controlling council, you know, not only living, you know, when whites were controlling council and blacks didn't have a voice in it, you know, he was one of the plaintiffs that actually gave us a voice and fought that uh, momentous case on that, one of the last of a dying breed. And he was against Mr. Uh, Miss um, Ingrid Holmes, Ingrid West Holmes, um, a, a city of Beaumont employee, you know, coming down to run for, um, coming to run for council. Her husband is Bobby Holmes, owned the insurance place off of, um, what is it, Woolward Drive, Memorial Woolward. And basically is, basically, when, when the first election, uh, the first, on the, actually on the election day, with November the 3rd or whatever it was, when the presidential election was, you had a large turnout over there. Uh, Mr. Bay Lewis had 11, uh, 1,115 votes. Ms. Holmes had 864 votes, right? After that election, then we had the runoff election. Dropped out of Mike Mason. I forgot what he had. I think maybe 400, something like that. Dropped out of that uh, race. Then just from Mr. Um, Holmes and Ms. Holmes and Mr. Lewis. Now, Ms. Um, Ms. Ingrid Holmes ended up winning that case, right? Even though she's not the majority of the citizens' voice, even though it's not know the majority of the people that came out and voted once, you know, whenever we have these runoff elections and not that many people, you know, know about it or kind of forget doing due to the um, the national election, you know, you kind of get the majority end up speaking for the, the minority end up speaking for the majority, and this is clearly that evident of it. She won, but you know, I, I can't really say that that you know she should be proud of that win yeah she won but by the minority of the vote you know when when most of the people voted you know she would have actually lost if that would have counted now this was was what brings me to why the the plurality vote should be the preferred method of voting just like you do in uh school elections you know it, it that's how it should be done for city you have you have some crazy crash dummies talking about that it's not possible in the city. It is possible. You can just have a charter change, 
uh, with your city and go ahead, you know, and, and have the citizens vote on it, just like what you do a lot of other things. You can don't listen to uh, dummies that's telling you that's not possible in the city, which it is possible because we do it right now at the school district. So, and uh, one of the um, good things about the plurality voting, right? You do it one time. You don't have to miss work. Come um, miss work, call in, you know, remember different voting times. You come in, an early election, and vote in one good time, right? Usually the first turnout is the most turnout, right? A lot of people don't really come out for the um, for the runoffs for whatever reason. And I know with the answer time, like COVID right now, you know, just is spiking back up at the city, spiking back up in this city. So, you know, people don't really want to be coming out too many times if it's not something they actually want to do or if it's something they have to do. Uh, voting is not, sometimes not a high priority on people's, you know, ideas. And we have, you know, weather. It's a whole bunch of situations that were not favorable to uh, plenty of voters, you know, especially with the, with the, the double lines, the first time, you know, people people came out for it, right, for the presidential. But, you know, a lot of people was kind of, you know, tired and exhausted after standing in those lines for, you know, however long trying to do vote both for the city and the um, and the county. So, you know, it's just one of the things you have to deal with when you have multiple voting days and you had with the mayor actually trying to change one of the voting days, if I remember correctly, on a council meeting they was – I believe they was talking about that. They had some um, um, rumors to it. I believe it was on the council meeting. I didn't see it, but I was told about it that he wanted to, you know, change the date. So you have a whole bunch of different issues going on with this election, where the actual plurality voting would be the preferred method. In my thing, it'll have everybody's vote. Boom, run, run and do it one time. You know what I mean? So that's why you get the majority speaking on the initial vote, and that should how it would be, you know, held in my opinion. Oh, another, another reason for the uh, plurality is, right, like, you know, this time we had an extended race. They pushed it off during the COVID till you know, November, and then you have a runoff election. So with the plurality vote, this kind of is idea for people with, you know, not that much money. It kind of bridges the gap with people with a lot of bankroll and the one that you have by three, four different packs behind you, right? Because with the doing a runoff, right? Runoff normally prefers the person with the more money. You know, the more money to hire more people, get more signs out there, just to do more things. So it's just another step that you have to take in when doing a runoff election. So that's the main reason for that. Whenever we get elected, we want to have people that's actually we we don't want to make it to the highest bidder, right? The idea for certain elections, for local elections, you want to have it as, as equal and as fair for everybody, regardless of how much is their bankroll. And I think that's something we need to take a look at, because remember Mr. Lewis, right? And, and, and traditionally, black folk, poor folk, don't really have a lot of money to spend on races and stuff like that. So, you know, this is normally hurts a lot of minorities and stuff like that, or if you just don't happen to have it. Like, if you have a, have a guy um, with a lot of bank, you know, typically they'll do better during that time. So you want to make that for, you know, the average person is not. Because normally uh, the average person that don't have a lot of money is usually the ones that are not bought. Usually. Not always, but usually. And um, also what's going on in the city, right? We have COVID. COVID been running rampant at City Hall, right? Now, if you remember, 
I broke a story a while back on Facebook when Mayor Barty didn't want to quarantine when he was in D.C. He had, they were in some kind of meeting. They had, I think, three people that tested positive for COVID. I think Mike Getz with Beaumont City Council was out there. I can't remember. I think some people at Beaumont, they may have uh, quarantined or not. But Mayor Barty, he didn't quarantine over there. And then as soon as their next council meeting they said something he 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 had um he had said that somebody got it. I think they all went to rest or break to go get some masks and stuff like that because they was upset. Hey, you know, how can you be around people with COVID and then you not come back and you not want to quarantine? And then there's also another time when he was around the county um the county judge, right? He was around the county judge and he didn't want to and he didn't want to actually um I think his wife had was probably, you know, would been exposed to somebody probably happening or something like that. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to quarantine on them. So it shows even though he's kind of talking about, you know, quarantining and doing all this to turn down the numbers project that he has that, you know, from the previous history, he hasn't really been doing all that. So unfortunately, it looks like the culture over at City Hall is not, you know, it's kind of complacent when it comes to COVID. Now, I hope, you know, I hope they can kind of turn this around or whatever, but, you know, it's it's it's, it's hard to stop, but you want to have some things in place where you can just, the best practice, man. You can't because you have the city manager down. Where words on the street is you have the city manager down, you have the city attorney sick, we also know the mayor is sick because it's been on the news. So you have top elected officials, well, elected officials and also city employees that are down with the virus, right? And and, and you just gotta and you just gotta pray for them right now and also just hope that the other council members can kind of take up the slack. Now you have new you have three new council members, right? Three brand new inexperienced council members now ideally when the city manager's down you need experienced council members to kind of go ahead and handle some of the citizens um, complaints right if you have a if you have an experienced council member right and citizens need some say hey um, council member such and such my uh, you know the water's coming coming back up in the sink can you help me to do something I called the city manager nobody answered I called the office nobody answered can you go ahead and you know call them and try to get something. Call an experienced person. They'll probably know which department it is. Go ahead and go to the department. Call, you know, call them and try to go ahead and get that rectified, especially when the city manager's down. Or, you know, a lot of times, main city manager's down, your assistant city manager may or may not have the answer or know as much as a city manager. So you still have to kind of, well, you would be preferably you'd need an experienced council member that can kind of take the slack off the main off the uh, main city manager when he's down and also the assistant city manager he's on we have one right now he's out of town he was in the running he's from out of town he was in the runnings for the main city manager job where I think it was a good was a good deal that um, um, current city manager hired that assistant city manager he had a lot of good positives on him um, so that was a good move right there in my opinion so you know Right now, ideally, you want to have you want to have strong council members to go ahead and help the citizens out. Right now, if you have some experienced council members, and normally with the city manager, they tell you it's going to take 
two days to find a couple of days to find out your answer. With the main city manager going, it may take you four days to try to find out the issues. Or if they get bogged down with more questions on top of that, you know, there's no telling when you get your answer. The the uh, inexperienced council member may may um may kind of forget. But hey, you know, that's what we have right now, and you know, we just have to deal with it because no, even though it may not be the people's choice in District One. You know, we, we have new city managers. District 1, position 8 with uh, Frank and uh, who we have? Oh, uh, Kia, Kenny Marks in uh, District 4. So you have, you know, um, three new ones. Now, I've been hearing some complaints some people from District 4 is, you know, kind of complaining that uh, Councilmember Marks hasn't gotten to him in a fast amount of time. But, hey, you know, that, that's what you get. When you get inexperienced people, you don't really qualify a candidate now. So hopefully we don't see that over in District 1, but, you know, odds are we're probably going to see it. Probably going to see it. Now, now let's see how these three new members will do. With that, you know, time will tell with that. Now, I'm going to go ahead into a little, little more fun part of the show, the Crash Dummy Chronicles, right? Now, there's a, there's a segment I got on here. We're going to go ahead and talk about a few clowns around the city. That's, that's, that's actually doing crash dummy type stuff. They have no clue. Right, in regards right now, you have a couple of media people that um, call themselves some kind of media outlet, a media, a media vehicle that's going on out right now that's trying to, just trying to make some waves in the political arena. Let me go ahead and kind of Give you a little backstory on this right here, including myself. Now, when I got in the game, as far as like being like a political watchdog person, right? I think it was like 20, 2012. When I was working back at the city, right? Working back at the city of Port Arthur. You know, they, they had a lot of issues going on, treating employees poor, poor work conditions. You know, people complaining about different stuff that, you know, you kind of learn the chain of command. You kind of end up learning that the chain of command goes all the way past your city manager. You end up learning about, hey, this is the council. The council kind of oversees the things the city manager is doing, which the city manager over oversees apartment is, right? So early on when, when I started, when I started seeing a lot of things going wrong, I started to speak about it. I started to speak about a lot of things and 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 starting to put it on a group that was called uh, Port Arthur Politics. That's kind of when I met, you know, John Beer for the first time through the PA Politics group, and I used to let him know a lot of the things that was going on within the Solid Waste Department. He had some racism going on in there. One of the guys um, pulled over with a, I think he called somebody a N-word, and they pulled over into the operations center of a truck would not started chasing one of the guys right you know a lot of them things are just letting them know about it some of the working conditions a lot of things is going on over there that a lot of people don't know it's kind of causing you know, the, the department the inability to provide services to the citizens and so since then I started being being an avid follower of council right I used to start going to council and start letting them know letting them know um, things are going on with the work with the work crew, got a group group of uh, workers together, and then you know we went to go ahead and talk to the doggone one of the council members. We met at, I think we met at um, 
was at the old YMCA on 9th Avenue, south of 73. Around uh, 7th Street, I think it's the old rec center right now. Old rec senior citizen center, something like that right now. So he met a group of uh, employees, started letting them know what's going on. He had this guy named Ross Black at the right. He was the uh, what operations manager over there. Um, you know, public, yeah, public works. Public works um, manager. So this guy was incompetent. He was stupid. Um, really didn't know his job. What, what, what it all boils down to. Council. <clears throat> council between the council and the department head, right? Didn't have enough money in the um, in the equipment replacement fund. So when these garbage trucks went down, they went down and said they didn't have a uh, way to repair them. So without having a way to repair them, they had to go to council and ask to buy some new trucks. So so a lot of the, a lot of the uh, workers was in there, right? They was having low morale. They were being blamed for a lot of the stuff. So that's what prompted everybody to have like a, um, a, a kind of like a, like a little mini revolt, right? And go ahead and speak against this guy named Rock Blasted, Blackitter. Um, he ended up getting ran out of the city, and uh, he ended up going to Galveston. I don't know how he's doing over there, if he's still over there with uh, Galveston, the city of Galveston, doing public works over there. So ever since then, when I've been kind of exposing a lot of these things, exposing, you know, different things on them, right? Exposing what's going on with the city, you start following the chain. You start noticing that hey, a lot of these, a lot of these council members are you know, are belong to this pack. You 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 see how politics work. You see how money. You see how money controls politics. You see that why is this guy? You know, you have an attorney, former um senator, paying these people right. There's over these packs paying these council members to go ahead. And to catch on the seat, you know, get on, um, paying them to, to go ahead and represent them for the council, right? And he's also with the city. There's, there's attorneys also working for the city, but he's also in a pack paying these people to go ahead and run, to be on city council. So you notice all these people that's with this particular pack, they're, they're, they're going against the citizens, right? They, they voted against, they didn't want to really help the citizens as far as like, with his uh, worker-related issue with it. And the ones that were not with the pack, they were helpful with it. They were helpful. They met with the citizen. They met with the, uh, the employees and went and got that worker issue um, taken care of and also got some equipment for the city employees to go ahead on and, and do their job properly. So you, you kind of see a trend. You're kind of following what's on, on, the, on the corruption side of issues. You kind of figure... You kind of follow them, and you kind of hear a lot of information as far as like, well, what the city is doing. They're trying to cut back on the employees, and they're trying to contract out more, more jobs, whatnot. Like with the garbage, they try to contract the solid waste out, try to contract the streets departments out. They also co- tried to contract water department out. So all of these people, there's – you're taking money from this pack. We'll call the guy a boss hog, right? All these people taking money from boss hog. We're knowing that they're doing things that degrade the degradate the city. They're also using these as what what one council member calls dope deals, right? Making 
backroom deals where he can get kickbacks for getting these contracts. So a lot of them is not about city employees don't want to do this or city employees don't want to work. You have an ineffective leadership structure at the city that's kind of built up. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. That's kind of built off of corruption and getting kickbacks, right? And getting money. So your streets has fallen victim victim to neglect while somebody's out there getting a kickback for taking about two years to get uh, to do blue bonding. You know what I mean? So you get a lot of these people that come in here underbid the project just to get the project, put in change orders to go ahead and try to get more money to make it look like, hey, well, I came up with a different problem. Now it's going to cost some more money for us to fix. So they didn't cut it. They didn't give a good estimate up front. They cut everybody out by lowballing it and then trying to make up the rest of the money doing change orders. So that's been a game they've been playing with the city's money, right? And you have these people on council that really didn't have a checks and balance system against it. They didn't really have nobody actually, you know, call them to the front. But with Facebook, this kind of made everybody, it's kind of made it kind of almost an even, and um, an even playing field, so to speak, because that what Facebook did and the original PA politics did was actually exposed a lot of stuff. With the Facebook format, you can put pictures and type long paragraph. With Twitter, you're only limited to so much, so many words, and 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 that it's an actual good form where a lot of people's on it. They can go ahead and see and watch. You know, what you put on there, you can kind of report things that's going on. So it's a good avenue to kind of exposing things, right? So. With me, I, I really wasn't afraid of them. I really wasn't afraid of losing a job or kind of um, really worrying about what anybody's going to say because I always had this issue like, hey, if they want to get rid of you, might as well go out with a bang. You might as well go out swinging. If you fighting, fight till you're about to fall. So, you know, that's, that's what I try to live by, right? I can't try not to be scared of what's going to happen, who this is going to happen. Just, you know, if you morally right about something, ethically right, hey, keep on saying it, going down, you know, swinging or not. You know, as long as I'm morally right and ethically right, you know, I feel good about it. And also this this um, this platform, man, you know, everybody was used to watch it. City managers, council members watch the day show, other council members on what to do. You know, on what's going on, what's being said. A powerful vehicle, right? I started meeting with John Beard and uh, Robert Troy. Uh, rest his soul, legendary Robert Troy. We started actually putting out a lot of that information out there, right? I, I learned a lot of the my research techniques from Mr. Troy. Because he was one of the ones that when I got on board with them, they put out how the abuse of the P cards. They used to go and get a... Um, uh, what you call it, um, uh, open records request from the city, then pulled out the number of how much money the city hall was using on on food. So, you know, legendary Robert Troy brought that out to light, right? Brought that out to light and, uh, you know, was making some noise by it. So a lot of the, lot of the media folks that kind of jump on the PA politics site, the 
get a lot of their news when it's going to the um, when it's on the social media, getting their news for the actual episode, right? A lot of media personnel and got stories from me, putting on their stuff. Got stories from a group, PA Politics Three. You know, I had to oh uh, when the when the first PA Politics started to get corrupt, right? One of them, they had me in. You know, they start turning from being the open voice to kind of censoring what they wanted to do. Then somebody had it with PA politics too. So then they end up wanting to kind of do it the way they want to do it. So, boom, since I was the main driver in a lot of those issues, in a lot of those groups, I was the one that had the media know how to, you know, brought different recordings, know how to go into certain venues, record stuff, put it on the internet, put it on YouTube, and put it on Facebook. I created my own group, PA Politics 3. In creating PA Politics 3, I knew that nobody couldn't tell me exactly, you know, what to do on that. I kind of keep it an open vessel for communication. So I already knew that one was going to be the the last one because I wasn't trying to do any type of censoring and I had to get a place where I didn't want to be censored. So since I was the main driver for some of those, the information that was going out on there, it made sense for me to have my own thing, right? Now, so ever since then, they wanted to to duplicate somebody like myself. They wanted to duplicate a media platform that was on Facebook that had credibility where they can kind of change the narrative. Right, change the narrative to what they want to change it to. Now you have different groups out there, right? Different groups that that tries to emulate what I'm doing, that tries to, we don't really have the knowledge that I have of what's going on in there because I've been down and went and with, and with some groups as a watchdog fighting a lot of the corruption in the system for a long time. I've been doing it at least for eight years right now. So, you know, being a watchdog, fighting these crooks, calling people out that, that I've been doing that for a while. They try to emulate me, right? Like I remember one time when Freeman, uh, Derek Freeman, I think I was at a coffee for your council member or something. Him and Charlotte Moses was over there. I think it was, it was either that or the Hispanic form, but I think it was a coffee for your council member thing, right? And they were kind of giving information, talking about certain, you know, things they want to do. I think I'd asked a question, um, something a few years ago and Derek was like, hey, we're going to make you the uh, new media person. Hey, you know, you know, I already knew it was BS. Of course, you know, it would have been, if I would have took it, it been some type of strings attached to it, right? Some type of strings where I can't say nothing about them, can't speak my mind, I had to do something or, you know, just pretty much lying, just kind of, you know, you know, uh, be unethical. If that was a legit thing, you know, I seen Mr. Um, Charlie Moses' husband, Mr. Albert Moses, hey, man, you got your good job, okay, you know. And I kind of I kind of figured it was BS, but, you know, I already knew it was BS, but, you know, I already knew nothing was going to come of that, and especially, you know, me, how we, I like to talk and report a lot of corruption. I can't really just stand by, and if I know that you're screwing over black folks, just kind of wouldn't sit easy with me. I can't, you know, just not report it because I may have a job, right, or I may have one of these little positions, you know, you know, whatever they're trying to offer me. Because ultimately, regardless of what crumbs I get, 
the system, right, the status quo, these packs got the whole pie. And then I'd, I'd get more, not only for myself, for black people, minority people, whatever you want to call it, as a whole versus selling out for some crumbs, you know, that that these packs, um, these packs, status quo, all of these so-called individuals would get, you know what I mean? So I just can't sell out because I would get more if I had fight the system. If you fight the system and win, you'll get more as a citizen and as a group. And then once you get more as a group, you can always, you know, once you have more resources, you can fight the system better, right? You, you once you the, the problem with this is you have a lot of sellouts in this city. They sell out for pennies on a dollar, and then they'll they'll sell out at the same time. Um, try to stop black. Try to stop progress in the group. Try to stop progress, especially with black folks. And that's when I'm going to go ahead and get into a little bit more, you know, on here as um, I'm going through. I just kind of had to give a little brief history of myself being a watchdog of the history of PA politics, right? Now, you have these bootleg media personalities that don't have a clue. And these fools actually think they help Ingrid Holmes get the win. You have crash dummies on the internet right now bragging and boasting about they candidate one they candidate this they candidate that I mean these fools so stupid right mind you you had homes right three goddamn pack supported this damn uh, person you had the pack pack right there's one, one that's kind of sitting in Port Acres with the EDC some people call it the EDC group the EDC pack you had that pack give them a lot of money you had the Carl Parker pack Unite PA, give them a lot of money and support. You also have this, um, the fire department, right? Fire department giving money. You can kind of say that the fire department, the Carl Parker pack, they trying to create like a super pack, right? A, a, a super pack to go ahead and, you know, put a lot of money in these people's hands. So this fool, without giving them no money, he thinks that he was a major part in getting a win. Now, this fool have to remember, right? When the election day come, the candidate you was hustling for and you took all that money from, they didn't win. You know what I mean? They didn't get the most votes. Now, Holmes ultimately won with the do-over, but that wasn't the people's choice. So, I mean, she would have did better giving Anton good old money. You know, she would have did better than that than having this guy, you know, this, these, these reform junkies, um doing some media for you but hey that, that's what they choose so they happy with it I'm happy with it now now you had a whole you know you had a whole bunch of uh, issues with the voting you had the COVID you had the vote being extended out to the election day then the then the um, then the other runoffs ended up being in December it was cold raining I mean you had a whole bunch of problems man a whole bunch of problems Holiday season's coming up. Mayor trying to change the days again. So, you know, you have all of these crazy type of things, right? All these things that just wasn't really conducive to voting that second time. Not, you know, not including, well, you know, not even to mention that the um, first time you had to vote, you had to stay in them long-ass lines for the city and the county, right? So, you know, it is what it is. Now, this goddamn fool has lost his mind so much, right? He threatened the goddamn lady. 
Now he threatened this young young lady named Yadi Cardenas, right? He talks about the rap of the show. Now I got this, I got this fool on here, right? Before he was talking about how much of a pro woman he is, right? He oh, we need to have women in the council seat. Women this, women that, women, 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 women this, women this, women that, women that. All these men up in here. We need to go just vote for them just because they're a woman. All this crazy talk. But let me let me show you how he really how he really feels about women. Go ahead and take a look at this. Check it out. You understand? We don't need no undercover people telling you that no, 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 you keep you don't keep people knowing what you or who you really support. Well, let me show you the difference. What I'm saying, see, this is Bash Monday. I mean, this is Bash Wednesday. Let me show you. Yadi Cardenas was was, was flim flaming like she was she was playing both ends of the mill. That was only to get to get votes. She did damn good. Look, she got fifteen hundred votes. But she wasn't for she wasn't for a, a platform that that centered around anything that that was that that was conducive to us. Her conduciveness was to the other agenda. See. So now she could do whatever she wants to do, but she will see the wrath of, of of this of this for talking like she talked. She's gonna see the wrath of this particular this particular medium right here, because now it's done got bigger. You didn't wait it until we didn't until we didn't got bigger now. You understand? And that's what happens. Now, do you hear this clown shit here? This is completely utter bullshit, right? And Ingrid Holmes should be embarrassed of herself on this. Ingrid Holmes should be embarrassing with, with being associated with this goddamn junkie, right? This goddamn fool threatened this goddamn lady because she didn't want to commit to a candidate. It happens all the time in politics. But now, now you ready to bash now you ready to have her feel the wrath. Feel the wrath of that bullshit-ass show that you're on, right? People not watching that damn show. When I was on the show, it was getting numbers. Three, four hundred, five hundred people watching. Now you get 120, 150 tops. 200 on a good day, tops. Especially with you on it, because you can't hold the show. That's why you have trying to get a million other people on that joker just to keep that to keep that trash going because you know yourself you cannot keep that bullshit ass show going you you can't do it now let's go ahead and see what he says when he referencing me he don't call me by my name right he calls her by her name now let's see how much how much of this goddamn uh, 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 how much energy he have for me. Here you go. I'm getting off of pull off the politics. So I won't even be, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't, if nobody, don't tell me nothing that, that that's on that page or what they says. Okay. I'm off it. You know, to me, it's a hate page. And I don't, I don't, I don't do anything for hate. See, I, I see Rob. Rob Cook might be listening. He gonna come on after a while. He gonna come on and say hello to us too. 
But I don't I don't participate in no, nothing that said that that hating things, man. I, I don't want to participate in stuff like that. You know what hate is hate is not for for me. You know, you know. Your whole your whole agenda is to, is to see somebody do uh, be defeated. Your whole agenda is to say somebody is this and that. I'm not. I want people to do well. Now his whole attitude changed, right? When you're dealing with me, when you're dealing with me and pull out the politics, a person is man enough to fight you back, right? Well, fight you back, you know, verbally. Um, you know, through political, you know, communication and stuff like that. But now, when the man is, that, that can fight you back, right, through this internet, you know, this little internet banging shit that we do, a person that can verbally fight you back, you don't want to do it. Now you're not with any type of hate anymore, right? Now you're not with this hate. You, you don't want to do this hate stuff. But when the woman on this doggone thing, you ready to goddamn make her feel the wrath? Ooh, that's some strong ass talk. That's some strong ass talk, junkie. Only junkies do that, man. Only junkies do that trash when you when you ready to flex on a woman. Now, Miss Cardenas is a nice person, right? I didn't initially support her when she was going against Mr. Rashad Harris, but talking to her since then I'm liking her fight a lot more right I'm liking that she's a fighter some of the things right so you know she's a fighter now now I do say you know she and I do have to admit she needs to watch out from being being perceived as a flip-flopper in politics because these folks are going to make you pick a side right they're going to make you pick a side and they're going to try to exploit you just how you seen what Freeman did right just because I mean, I didn't mean to say the guy's name, but you, whatever this whatever this guy is, right? Just like this crash dummy. Just like this crash dummy threatened you on there because you didn't agree with him. You didn't agree with his candidate. You didn't support the candidate he was supporting. Now he wants you to feel the wrath. But when a man comes through, this, how, this is their real heart. This is they real hard. Now, when a man comes up to him, they can equally match him on the on on the crap talking, right? You ready to bash Wednesday a woman, right? You ready to bash a woman? Oh, you ready to feel the wrath? You re- you 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 ready to go Super Saiyan on them? You ready to go American of um Captain America on her, right? You ready to the Avengers mount up on her, right? On a woman? Oh, you ready to just dog down on her but when a real man like myself say hey what's happening partner well i'm not against nothing negative well i'm getting off this doggone group i'm getting off the politics page i don't man look i don't want none of this stuff i'm not negative i'm all about helping folks no dude have that same goddamn energy don't be ready to don't be ready to ride on a woman but you doggone scared to, to talk crap with this man. You ready to talk crap with a woman? No, talk crap on me. You should have threatened me like that. Make me feel the wrath. What you go do with that bullshit ass goddamn show? I'm ready to feel that wrath. I'm asking for it. Give me that wrath, crash dummy. Give me that. Give me that wrath, junkie. 
I'm right here. I am right here. Now let me go ahead on and let me go ahead and bust down more of this um this crash dummy trash that we that we talking about, right? Now this kind of started, right? Me helping this guy out. I thought what he did was kind of, you know, kind of cool. He wanna go rogue talking about the city politics and stuff like that. Okay, I said, yeah, I kind of like this. Let me go try to see what this guy is talking about. Didn't know, I didn't really know his past or anything like that, right? So, so we kind of, you know, link up and stuff. Talk about a couple of things. You know, I'm helping pick him up from his house and stuff. Or he'll meet me in location, ride on the bike. We'll go talking, shooting the crap, you know, shooting the stuff up. You know, back then, you know, he had some poor dog on equipment. His uh, tablet, the camera was breaking up and stuff that's when you used to see all them fuzzy ass videos and stuff like that you know you used to have some audio issues with the shit you know you can barely can hear on there can't hear you have all kind of echoing on there he dropping the phone it'll you know some kind of crazy you know stuff going on with equipment so you know i let him use some of my stuff like my podcast i mean i'm a tripod you know from a real dslr camera let him use that you know a few times um yeah, we used my iPad a few times, you know, recording on some things. And then, um, you know, next thing I know, he started, you know, begging folks for money and shit, right? So I'm like, hey, man, you probably want to ease up on the cap. Back then, he got some caps. He got some baseball hat. Yeah, ba- some little flimsy-ass, cheap baseball, real cheap-ass caps. I mean, oh, it, was some, it was some real soft ones. It was like, didn't have no form to them. Or whatever. I think it was some real talk had Some real cheap ass caps. Now, I used to go around begging folks to buy them caps, right? You know, like we used to go to the Kelly's Kitchen thing. They were doing some stuff over there. He, uh, when he was doing that Valero deal, right? Didn't people know about that? Um, you know, I'm hearing he used to beg uh, him and Kelly for the dog on <laughs> buying some hats, you know. So I'm like, hey, man, you know, probably want to, you know, not... I didn't beg these folks so much about that, man. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, I used to be kind of low-key embarrassed. You know what I mean? You know, you at least want to make sure you get your craft down first before you start charging, right? At least get your craft down, your equipment right, then you start charging. Because I was getting hit up in doggone uh, DMs about, hey, you know, I used to support him. Now he didn't he didn't turn on some supporters. They didn't gave him some money <laughs> Where the money at? Well, you know, sir, ma'am, I, I do apologize. I, you know, I understand your, your issues, but I don't know what happened with it. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know y'all situation or whatnot. So, you know, people used to complain about he taking the money, not updating equipment and all that stuff. So, I guess he was trying to live off that. So, you know, you know, he he originally started that to get back at Mayor Barty, according to his words. Mayor Barty, he went down to Houston or somewhere where they seen, where he seen them cappers give him about a good $5,000 or something like that. He only reported like $1,000, something like that, and didn't even give that man none of it. Now, now if that's true, you know, he, he, he should have gave that guy some money for helping him like that. He, he should have gave him some money for helping him. Should have gave him some money for whatever works, right? But, you know, According to him, 
the mayor didn't give him anything. Didn't give him nothing. Him nothing at all. So, so that's kind of how, the reason why he started this stuff, right? When he first started, he used to say the same thing. Needs to be a separation. Needs to be a separation. No Negro spiritual. You don't want to hear no old, see no old Negro spiritual. You'll go through about a whole week, three episodes, two or three episodes saying the same doggone thing. So, you know, I try to go over there and give him a little bit of diversification in what's going on, try to make his, you know, his little show kind of relevant, you know. So, you know, back then he was the only one talking. He had this old nut, nut, nut job producer. I guess some, some people he called a producer, some little nut job. They used to give him money to help him, you know, tie it over or she'll give him a little money to work, may give him a little money to keep him doing this thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's how he used to go around. Hell, shit, I, I, he, he owed me. He still owed me $8 he borrowed from me. He asked for 12 only had 8 cash on me. Gave him that. But, you know, I ain't asked him about it. I'm like, okay, you know, a couple of days we doing some things and he ain't giving me my money back or he ain't even mentioned about it. Wasn't the thing about the $8, but it wasn't, you know, that I just needed the $8, have to have it bad, but you always want to get a guy, you can kind of tell people a lot how they are, especially with money, man. There's Money is a, loaning people money is a great indicator on their character. Because, you know, that's what, from that moment on right there, I knew that I couldn't, that I wasn't going to be doing business with this guy that long, right? Whenever you loan somebody some money and they don't even give it to you back or they don't even mention back, they don't even care what amount, $5, $8, $500, or $8,000. It's the simple fact that they think so little of you that they're going to act like you forgot about it, you know. So right there was what, okay, you know, I got an issue with trust issue. So I know. I can't get into any real, I can't do any real type of business with this guy. Because this guy, you know, is kind of crazy with money. It's kind of fiending for money. You know what I'm saying? It's like a some kind of sickness with him, right? So, you know, I'm talking to different people. And they telling me he used to be a, a dependent on drugs, right? He was a junkie. So... I knew from back then it never fails. Most of the times when people have them strong chemical dependencies on drugs, no matter how far you've been sober with it, in my opinion, it's something like it's something that it seems like it changes your DNA for some reason, right? It seems like it changes your DNA to make you evil to make you sneak is to make you kind of connive and like you can always be bought with money or with drugs or something like you can always relapse it's something to me it puts in your dna where you really can't trust a person that has that's been had that had a, a real issue with chemical dependency you know that's just my own you know personal opinion on it. i'm not saying you know gotta be right or anything that's just what I've observed with the people I know that have had strong drug problems. You cannot really trust them with money. And that little small loan 
was a great indicator of how I can how I see your character is right so you know moving on from that he had some other people that were helping man he had two other people that helped him former council member and you know another guy they was both on the um, both on the Pleasure Island Commission man both of them reputable guys did shows on them those shows did great numbers you know he was trying to help him with the foundation of his stuff you know, because I'm a, I'm a firm believer, you got to have that foundation right before you start trying to get the money, getting paid for them. But, you know, to a guy that's his main love is money and not anything else, you know, it's going to be a problem. He's going to have some poor quality product. Now, you know, this guy is so backstabbing and so evil, right? I mean... This guy, he got brought out to because he wasn't driving. I don't know what he's driving now, but he wasn't driving. He was driving the. He was riding a bike back in the day, so he had to get a ride out to the Pleasure Island Commission. Talk to you know, they brought him out there to kind of so he can kind of do a little covering on. Uh, I think it was some cameras or something they was doing out there where they're gonna be. I want to say it's the cameras. I can't remember right offhand, but this guy had nerve enough after being brought out there by one of the guys had nerve enough to complain about a dump truck one city dump truck dumping um, dirt over there for them to dig they you know how they do like a you know a groundbreaking event or something like they just use normally use the, the shovels they'll go dig up some dirt like they kind of you know just kind of showing like it's a new development something going on over there whether it's groundbreaking or whether it's actually you know putting up cameras or whatever they use it as a symbol of you know creating something over there so you know this guy just crashed dummy didn't like it he didn't like it he complained on he kept on going forward right he kept on going a few weeks for him so what i'm finding out this guy this guy is actually using some of this complaining to extort folk on different things right trying to extort different people on money or whatever so when when he well, when he broke bad with the with the two um pleasure island committee people, right? They just washed their hands with him. One of them they did come back on the show to kind of talk about it, but you know, they washed their really hands with him and stuff right there. You know, they tried to come give him the whole show and stuff. It's like, nah, how can you deal with this guy when he turns your back on him? I mean, you know, and that's just how people with drug dependency issues are. You can't really trust them, man. This this guy's like a fuck up. You know, he fucks up anything he touch. Anything somebody is doing for him, he's gonna fuck it up. And for him, you're gonna have to feed him like a baby. You're gonna for him to be halfway alright, you're gonna have to keep feeding him, feeding him until forever. Because once that money source runs out, he can't really it's hard for him to get money from other folks so that's why he's going to resort to that trying to use that bullshit platform that he got to try to uh extort so you know anybody that's doing business with him you just have to watch out for that because you know it was something that on one of his old episodes i kind of caught wind of he was like you see the reason why i'm with chuck 
Rocking with Chuck and I ain't with you. That I'm paraphrasing. Because Chuck stopped on by here and tell me, hey, you need a little something? Here you go, a little something for you. Well, I'm like, dude, you a grown motherfucking man. I'd be damned if I'm fucking paying you any type of money to goddamn be my friend. Motherfucker, I'm helping you out. Your equipment broke. You riding on a motherfucking bike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You own some old poverty-ass shit. I'm helping you the fuck out. I'm helping you out because I like what you're doing, and you kind of motivated me to get back into more of the, the videos, the podcast, the interview type stuff. I mean, I've been doing this shit before you. And to say, hey, you got a big order, this, 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 stupid. Shut up. You sound stupid. I've been doing this for eight years, partner. Breaking stuff all on the news. Newspaper pulling my stuff. News pulling my stuff. Talking to all these goddamn media folks. They pulling my goddamn stuff. So nobody ain't pulled your shit yet. Nobody ain't pulled now a piece of work that you've done and put it on the air. So nobody's citing your goddamn shit on the goddamn app. So shut up, man. Just shut up. Shut the hell up. So, yeah, man, you got, you got to watch out for these people, man, with, with these drug dependencies and stuff. They issue is with money, man. They they love is money. So they'll do anything to get it, man. Just like they'll do anything to get these drugs, they'll do anything to get this money. That'd be to cross you out. So, you know, uh, any of them candidates, uh, any of them candidates that deal with money, you better, you bet, you got your baby. You got your grown baby. You're going to have to feed now. Now, how in the hell I looking like keep asking you you need something? When the fuck you go ask if I need something? What use are you if I have to keep giving you fucking money like a damn child for you to be all right? The fuck kind of man is that, huh? You got me fucked up, you know what I'm saying? You keep your broke ass over there with the mother crazy ass, sell out ass council members, sell out ass packed folks over there. You keep your begging ass over there I don't need you over here shit you begging me more than my goddamn wife or some shit you know what I'm saying it don't make no goddamn sense a grown man should be on the goddamn video saying the reason why I like Chuck the reason why I like so and so cause they come ask me if I need anything man they come say man if you need it I got it fuck that goddamn sound Man, you got you got to watch out for these, man. You got to watch out for these nuts. You got to watch out for these nuts, man. He's like a cancer. He turns on everybody that helps him, so just watch out for that. And I also kind of knew with the police interview, right? We did an interview with the uh, emergency management crew over there at the police station. You know, when I'm doing a type of interview, I, I like a certain type of quality, right? Now, he's not a goddamn cameraman. He's not a media person, right? So, he was supposed to be the face. I'm supposed to be the one that actually asks the question, does the interviewing and stuff, right? That's kind of how I figured that my little role in it was like to make him look good. I'm more of a background type of person. I'm more of a voice. Then you don't have, you don't really have to see me on there. I don't have to be the, the visual aspect in the thing. He could be the visual aspect. Me, I'm more trying to 
make sure the quality is fine, make sure everything is kind of tweaked right, make sure, you know, you have a good professionalism about you. But when you have somebody that, that kind of thinks it's all about him, right, it's, it's selfish. And, then, you know, I told him about this, right? Like, it was me, it was me, him, and, um, me, him, and Reg, right? Just say me, him, and Reg. Doing the interview with the police department, and um, the guy, I can't think of his name, but the uh, merge management operator, merge management director, I can't think of his name. Name just kind of um, kind of missed me right now. Um, cool guy, great guy, right? Not the the one that's on there right now, the um, black guy. I can't think of his damn name, but um, but uh, when he was talking with Reg, you know. Reg was saying, you know, you go give it back to Dave. This isn't there, and and this crash dumb was like, no, bring it back to me. And you can kind of hear that on the dog on audio. So I'm like, dude, if you have a problem with me or something like that, don't say that shit while we doing the interview, where we can hear all this shit in the background, right? Now it makes us look kind of stupid. We got damn arguing about this shit. We interviewing them. So you know how to tell him that shit. You know what I mean? Because he, he do all kind of unprofessional shit. He's just working about a motherfucker that just don't give a, that just give a fuck about the money and don't care about their damn quality. Now you can already see on this goddamn show, dropping the phone, audio bad, he talking, people talking, he talking over them. Now, one of them shows recently, this motherfucker answering the goddamn phone. This fool is on the phone talking while his goddamn co-host, producer, whatever the fuck that crazy bitch name is, right? She on the motherfucker trying to say some dumb ass shit. He on the goddamn phone, head on the motherfucking screen. You can see him talking. He don't get up, get out the way. He don't mute his mic. The fool is talking on the goddamn phone while he on the goddamn live. I'm like, it's all kind of shit like that. Well, it's like, man, like I ain't going to be fucking with this guy too much longer. So that's what made me get on my own podcast. Instead of doing my own Facebook Live, I wanted more of a podcast where you can control the quality of the audio, right? I just need, now with this, you know, I already had a lot of good, you know, equipment at home and stuff like that because I used to go to the Breeze and record a lot of the, you know, the shows up there and put it on the internet, right? So... You know, I already knew some stuff about the audio, the mic quality, and things like that. So, went ahead and did the podcast. I said, I want to do that route. I like that route. You just listen to what I'm saying. Don't have any type of visual distraction. That's just what I like to do. I wanted more of the talking, radio-style communication where you just listen to what I'm saying. So, that's what made me start the PA Political Revolution podcast, right? And then we was kind of still working a little bit in conjunction with that bullshit as live shit he was doing. So, I forgot what actually got us to stop working together, but it was just, you know, different stuff. I'm working, I'm doing different type shit. And then it was something, I, I can't even remember what actually happened, happened, but it just that, you know, end up he started talking trash one day just like he always do to everybody so you know I can't remember exactly what actually happened but it had to be some type of trash he talked or whatnot because he burns his bridges everywhere he goes you know everywhere he burns his bridges it's just a matter of time before 
He burned his bridges with some of these people that's on council or not. Or, you know, some of these people he think he helped. Oh, this this, this fool's so stupid, he think he actually helped um, um, Joe Biden get the win. Boy, these people is crazy. <laughs> that's junkie talk, man. <laughs> Dude, you got to understand, people know you are a junkie. They don't trust you. They just happy because you're doing something that's looking like it's positive. That's, they, they, you're doing something like you're not doing drugs. That's the only reason why people's fucking with you. It's not that you are so much likable and all this and that. It's just you not on drugs, stealing from their motherfucking ass. That's why they fucking fuck with you. That's why they like you a little bit. They say, hey, okay, that's good. Such and such doing this, isn't that? He not on this goddamn pipe. He not over here trying to steal shit from over here. He not going to jail on this. That's why they liked you. That's why they try to support the little things you're doing. That's why they give you money. Hell, they're trying to keep you off that stuff. But hell, you take that shit to a different level. You think everybody's supposed to keep footing your damn bill, man. Come on, when you go be a fucking man and take care of your goddamn self? Shit. You're begging everybody for something, man. That's why I met the truck. He come over here and asked me if I need anything. He come over here and dropped me a few dollars. Shit, motherfucker, we ain't got to pay your goddamn, pay you to be a damn friend. You crazy. Crazy as cat shit. Now, you know, from that, now from that police interview, you know, you just kind of, you kind of know what's going on down here. Now, the reason why these folks are here, right? Now, they take these former junkies, drug addicts, crooks, criminals, hot chick, writing people, and try to create a new image of them, right? Because they know with the with any kind of criminal issue, drug issue, they already have something in their back pocket. They have a short lease that they can pull, right? And they use these people, even... You know, him and this psycho-ass so-called producer, whatever the hell she do with it, she just give them money, basically. Person that just feeding them, giving them money, taking care of them, really. You know, just to be just to be named a part of the show. Uh, she just, you know, they just they just follow each other, just crash dummies, you know. That, that's, that's, that's really all they do. Now, the reason why they get these people and create them they use them as agents of confusion and they're anti-black, right? So you think that's why they have to have a million. That's why if you notice him, he's trying to interview every goddamn body to get on this show. When he was at the polls, he was forcing people to try to host the show because people like him needs credibility. He doesn't have any credibility. They all know he's a junkie, right? So the more people you can get on the show... It makes you look like you know something, but you don't really know nothing. You don't really know anything to ask any type of questions. Because you're a junkie, right? And you're doing this for all the wrong reasons. So, you know, you can't get over that. You can't get over the fact that you don't have the knowledge to make this thing work, buddy. That's why you try to get everybody named mama to have a show is to bring your shit up. Because you can't run that show your damn self, right? And that's the problem. You think you think everybody go go tow the boat for you. And you have to put in the goddamn work to do the damn boat. You think you just go have everybody work and you go get all the money. 
Now you say you got a tax number, right? Guarantee your ass within a year, you so grieving for damn money. You go goddamn shit. You could be on the motherfucker something. I guarantee they put a freeze in your goddamn bank account until you go pay them sales tax every week. Probably be probably be less than years. Probably what the first what three months. First three months, they go freeze your dog on bank account, everything with your social security on until you pay them goddamn taxes. Now, I'll be it'd be funny to see how that shit go. And have you ever met a motherfucker that's just talking about it? We need to go do this, you go do that, you go do this, you go do that, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna be having a show around the world. I'm gonna have a show in China. I'm gonna have a show in Egypt. I'm gonna show in Afghanistan. You know, all these crazy dreams. But when you gonna start doing it? When you gonna start doing it? Because the only thing we see, I see, is the same bullshit ass show. The only show that gets you some views is the barbershop show. It's because you're not hosting it. Because somebody else hosts it. Any show that you do, anything that you do does not get them sales. You have to have other people to get not sales. You have other people to get views on them. You yourself is boring, buddy. Nobody wants to see you. You can't do nothing with yourself, right? That's your what? you lucky. You lucky they may have another election. Well, I think the mayor's one probably coming up early next year, if I'm not mistaken. But hell, just have another drought in politics. That sure will be over because you can't sustain shit else. So, yeah, man, going back to going back to the real purpose of these clowns, right? These crash dummies. They are anti-black and they're used by whites to talk shit on black folk, right? They 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 use they use to talk shit on black men and black folks really in general. And 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 they use to to promote the narrative that black folk can't run this city. Black folks are the problem with PA. Not white folks, it's black folks. Now let's go ahead and listen to this from the other crash dummy um producer. Just crash dummy producer, right? Just just listen with the dumb shit. The dumb shit she has to say. Check this trash out. State. When this city was run by all white, okay? Mm-hmm. Citizens of mm-hmm. Florida mm-hmm. bitched, complained. I mean, just went all dumbfounded on the fact that this town was being run by men or white men. Well, white folks said, you got it. You can have it. You want it. Here you go. Well, so look at what we've done as blacks running this house. And I'm not going to say, I don't want anybody coming back to me and say that I'm against blacks. No, I'm not. I'm black. Look at my skin color, okay? I can't get no blacker than I already am unless I sit out in the sun. Now, with that in mind, when the city was being controlled by all whites, we act like that's where, okay, so to speak, uh, Bay Lewis want to bring his thing in about the civil rights. Okay, we pass that. Okay, it's overdone. We've grown. All right. The whites, we've had white flight. Okay. In the city of, they're gone. We have very All right. So look at what the blacks have done to this city. 
They gave it to us. All right. And we should have done better. We should have done better. And I'm not against any race being on city council at all because I've been told that I was racist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Me? And this dumbass clown son of a bitch, right? This stupid motherfucker then said, white folks gave us this. Here, you can have it. We should have done something better. You dumb motherfucker, right? Now, this, this is just proof, right? This is just proof that these are nothing but shields, man. These are nothing but goddamn drones. Uncle Tom, sellout-ass drones. Sambo-ass drones that's that's done nothing but just to, to hurt black folk, impede black progress, right? Now, if you also look at my Facebook profile, I posted up a book, a page from a black history reader. Right, it's, not, it's by Dr. Claude Anderson. Now, it kind of gives you a lot of information on here with the... Um, what would happen to black cities, right? I'm going to go, just go through a couple of underlying verses I, I have that are underlined I posted. When black, through the, when black elected officials inherited control of urban cities amid white flight to the suburbs, the urban cities began to deteriorate because of scorched earth policies. Fleeing whites took everything they owned and controlled out of cities. Black mayors and council members, right? I put that in quotations. Inherited the cities, but not the financial resources. Understand, we didn't inherit the financial resources. All but the first generation of black mayors also lacked the vision to use the opportunity to build those cities into strong black competitive economics. Now, with that being said, right? Uh, hold on for a minute. I got to step on for a minute. Hold on, right? Yes, here we go again. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Had to, uh, had to take an important phone call right there. Had to take an important phone call. See, I'm going to pause the show, get back to you. I'm not going to talk while I'm on the phone. I'm not going to talk to you while I'm going live, right? Screw up the whole show, especially if somebody else talking. So, hey, there's one kind of courtesy you can expect over here. I'm not going to interrupt the show with no nonsense now back what I was getting to right this um, this passage I was reading from this book called a, a black history reader from Dr. Claude Anderson now the, the next portion of this book that I had highlighted right what this page I had highlighted it says black mayors did not destroy the urban centers the white response to integration did the trick now and also one other portion I want to uh, put on there. Well, a couple of the more portions. They followed the white middle class into the suburbs that surrounded the major urban cities. The exodus of the black middle class left the black masses leaderless, divided and incapable of competing with other endless influx of ethnic immigrants. Now, the last part I got on the line is these social forces will make black Americans minority a, a minority underclass in that we were once majority black urban centers. Basically, me reading those whole clips has a little bit better context with the whole page, reading the whole page, but for um, time purposes, I didn't want to read the whole page on it. Is that basically that white flight and the removal of the resources 
the resources which has what has the issues in the cities we have like Port Arthur, right? You have places like Detroit, what uh maybe Chicago, DC, but I know for sure Port Arthur, this is exactly what happened. You have you have the gentrification of the black neighborhoods on the west side, white flight, they took everything, but they keep the contracts, they keep the jobs with the refineries, so we don't have black folks don't have that many resources to go ahead, you know, put the money together, start businesses, start building, you know, this thing and doing the infrastructure. And also with Port Arthur, when we had annexed these other cities like um, Lakeview, with Pear Ridge, Griffin Park, Sabine, we had to we had to subsidize their infrastructure, right? We had to go ahead and fix the infrastructure which costs a great deal to the city and not really receiving a lot of money from it. And, that's, and some say that's how we got upside down in with a lot of the infrastructure issues and the money issues because annexing those other cities, we were taking on those problems. And also, some of them were trying to get those annex problems to pay the low tax rate while other folks you know, in Port Arthur were paying the normal high rate so you know it's, it's a whole lot of levels to this to the oppression of black folks that we have in the city right there's a whole lot of levels to it white supremacy is a beast these justification of black neighborhoods is you know is real life issues right so but you have trolls and you have you have paid um, people like these crash dummies to come in and try to undermine all of that, right? They try to undermine that, not knowing the damn thing what they saying. They come and talk to you like they fucking know what the fuck they talking about, but they don't know shit. They don't know a goddamn thing. Pardon my friends through out of here. I just have to go ahead and release on this one, man. I just have to release on this because these clowns are fooling the masses, and that's why I had to put that Put that uh, passage on there from that book, A Black American History to, yeah, Black, um, a, a Black History Reader, right, from Dr. Claude Anderson up there to put everything in retrospect what needs to have an urban black city like Port Arthur to thrive and what's being done to keep it in shackles, right? This thing didn't stop with the representation, right? There's still games being played and things that are still done to hold black progress back right but this time they're just using black faces to do it that's the only thing that's different to this man we have to watch out for this we have to watch out for this we have to understand the issues and if y'all out there listening goddamn junkies man this this is not going to help anybody so you have to understand what the issues are in the city and how we get there and listen to these two damn jabber jaw looking clowns it's not going to help you, right? Oh, and another issue I want to goddamn speak on. Now, I didn't hear this. I'm kind of getting word from this. One of these dumbass, bad weave-ass fucking producers talking about goddamn suing me for some shit that I said. Bitch, I wish you motherfucking would try to sue me, you dog-faced asshole. But instead of goddamn suing me, you need to go sue the motherfucker that pistol whip your goddamn ass. That's what you goddamn sue. You go sue the motherfucker that pistol whip your motherfucking ass. 
Then you come talking to goddamn about suing fucking me. Fuck you and that goddamn attorney that you try to get. Think you can do it? Fuck all y'all. So, you know, on that note, I apologize for all this stuff here to my normal listeners. I just had to go left on this one because you have these trolls, ages against black progress in the black community. And, uh, yeah, it looks like, let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Wanted to speak on that. And, um, that's it. Going to go ahead and wrap this up. And, you know, until the next time, peace.